just seeing that my whole life was made up, just just seeing that that all these rules that I'd kind of lived my life with were just completely made up. And and it was almost just to allow those to go, just created such freedom. To the Coaching Life Podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. And of course, many of you listening to this will have either transitioned into coaching from a previous career or in the process of doing so. And that might be uh, being a full-time or part-time employee, uh, perhaps from freelancing or indeed from your own business. And today's guest has been Um, transitioning from running his own successful business one which uh, I believe he now has very little if any day-to-day involvement in he's full-on in coaching Um, and one thing that's really struck me about him um, we've been connected for a while on social media and we were having a bit of a chuckle about that you you know we've not spoken before today but we feel like we know a little bit about each other just by um, how, how people, how we've been showing up on social media. So that, that's always delightful um, to, to speak to somebody that I just feel this like affinity towards. I love how this guy has been showing up. I love his sheer dedication to this profession. And um, yeah, his, his dedication really to being of service to people. He's creating a coaching life by being of service. He says how it looks to me, and, and I would be very surprised if it's if it's any different to that. So, um, but let's let's dive in. I'm absolutely delighted to explore and, and um, hear a little bit more about his journey today. A very warm welcome, Peter Slay. Hello. Hi, Phil. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I am delighted for us to finally be getting on a call together. Actually, we've interacted yeah. a fair bit, so this is it's, it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. And 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 the feelings mutual. I, I've been kind of admiring and, and feeling connected to you from, from afar. So it, it's, a, it's a great pleasure for, for, for me to speak to you today. So thank, thank you, you for the invite, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. So you graduated actually from Michael Neal Supercoach Academy relatively recently, right? I mean, actually 2019 feels a long time ago with what's going on at the minute. But anyway, um, <laughs> but that's relatively recently, like, but, but um Maybe take a step or two step, however many steps back from that. How, if you could just share with us in a few minutes, um, how did you get into coaching or even just come across coaching? Yeah, sure. Let me, if, if I go back to, I, I think of my life as having kind of fallen into two parts, if you like. So I'm, I'm in my mid-50s and, and, and the first 40 years of my life were just incredibly kind of bland if you like so I qualified as an accountant and I worked for firms of accountants um, and then 15 years ago I, I kind of threw it all in and 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 set up on my own um, as an accountant in my own back bedroom and, and 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 it's kind of incredible how things have moved from there so 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 I've never had a business plan in my life um, but that business kind of just grew and grew and grew um, but but I always knew somehow there was more to life, more in life for me, and 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 my business grew 
and you know, and on the face of it, everything was very successful. I got a sort of, you know, I was married with a child and very happy. Or, or, or on the face of it, I was kind of very happy. And, and then things changed for me. I went on holiday to Switzerland, and I was in the most gorgeous kind of place with blue skies and, and snow-covered mountains and lakes. And I was really miserable. And 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 I picked up Stephen Covey's Seven Habits, yeah. and, and and that kind of that set me on the road to self-development, if you like. And 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 and, and that kind of it got me into seeing about proactivity. So I, I, I was really miserable because everything out there was crap. You know, if this person had shaped up, then my life will be fantastic. You know, an employee had kind of made a mistake. If they'd shape up, then life will be very kind of fantastic. And 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 and, and, and COVID kind of helped me to 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 take control. So to take control of the situation and be proactive and you know every stimulus has a response and all that kind of stuff and and and, and it's really funny because my journey has kind of gone full scale from from that allowing me relief by taking control to then moving into the transformational coaching the three principles arena about just letting go and, and, and just <laughs> allowing mine to, to, to guide us. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it really feels like a, a full circle journey. Mm. And, and it's come, you know, just to kind of fill in a few gaps, if you like. So, so that kind of got me on the road. Um, and then I got into NLP. So I did NLP practitioner. Um, and then I kind of signed up with a super coach, uh, sorry, with the, the coaching academy, um, which is very more formal kind of, coaching more traditional type coaching about planning and 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 um you know well, SWOT smart analysis goals women, yeah. smart goals absolutely the group <laughs> model and all that kind of stuff um but but i knew i still knew there was kind of more to it than that and and, and i also my nlp my nlp trainer introduced me to wayne dyer um and he had a profound effect on me mm. to the point where I actually met him. I, I, I went to New York to, to meet him, which was just amazing. I've, I've, I've never met a guy with such peace. It was just incredible. Um, and, and, and from that, someone introduced me to, to Michael Neal. Someone bought me a copy of Inside Out Revolution. And, and, and at first it kind of didn't make an awful lot of sense, but I kind of sat with it and it, and it just made more and more sense. And for some reason, um, I signed up for Super Coach Academy. I've got absolutely no idea why. <laughs> and I also, oh, the other irony, at the same time as well, I went to, I, I wanted a bit of everything. So I went to, to Tony Robbins, um, oh, Unleash the Power Within, and I kind of bought the whole Master University stuff. And, and since then, I, I just couldn't do that. I, I've ended up kind of cashing in my chips there because um, it just <laughs> didn't feel compatible to, to, to where I was. So, um, so, 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 yeah, I, 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 I then went along to Supercoach Academy and that just had such a profound effect on me. Um, my, my whole life just felt to change. I just saw the world in a, in a completely different way. Um, and it was, it, 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 there was, there was one moment where it happened overnight when we were in Athens. Um, and, and, and it's like Supercoach Academy, you have three, four weeks of live training with Michael Neal. And this was the, the second week. And I, it's almost like a, sort of the transformational time for me. 
and, and, and I very strongly remember just, just seeing that my whole life was made up, just, just <laughs> seeing that, that all these rules that I'd kind of lived my life with were just completely made up. And, and it was almost just to allow those to go just created such freedom. But it, but it was a really traumatic time to be able to do that. It was a kind of scary time. It was like letting go of your safety blanket and just drifting off into the universe and seeing what happened. And it was, uh, but, but it was almost like there was no choice, Phil. You know, it was just, um, it just felt, yeah, that there was, there was, there was no choice. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, 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 and that was, that's my journey to, to transformation. Yeah, like cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you can make it a little bit more um, real in that um, whether if we were looking from the outside, would we have seen anything different? Um, and, and if you can give some examples either from the outside or indeed, you know, really from the inside, what, what, what looked different uh, specifically, if you can give any specifics. Yeah. What looks different? Well, well now what looks different is an incredible piece in my life. Um, an, an amazing piece where you know, the world is just going through this coronavirus thing and I'm just so, yeah, let's just see what happens, you know, and, and, and that has, the ripple effect of that is wonderful, whereby people see us being able to, to let go and, 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 and just allow ourselves to be lived and, and for life to unfold. And people want a bit of that. You know, it's, it's like, you know, people who come to see me, so, so people who come to see me for coaching, you know, nearly always come because they say, I just see you just at peace and, and, and want a bit of that. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's the, the biggest change. But, but, but this is an ongoing thing. You know, this is this this piece is just getting deeper and deeper, um, and it's 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 you know, and, and it's amazing, and, and you know, and of course, that's not to say that that you know, I don't feel shit at times. Of course, I feel shit at times, but but it's I mean, just to put this into perspective as well, before the virus came out, um, my office is flooded, and yeah, and, um, and, and and they're still flooded, um, yeah. but, but again. There was just a, oh, well, my offices are flooded. <laughs> and it's like, you know, flooded offices kind of seem irrelevant when a coronavirus comes along. Mm. And it's like, this is just all made up. This is just all made up. The, um, the, yeah. the, 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 the feelings that are created through this are just, are just made up, filled up. Um, and, and, this this just becomes so just more and more clear, you know. Uh, looking at circumstances just don't make sense anymore, um, and 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 that's the big change that, and, and and this just creates this 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 peaceful. That's you know, and that's that's the biggest change. It's just I, I think there was something that hit me profoundly, you know, around death. Okay, where 
I really came to see death as just being built into the system of life. And for me, that takes away a fear of death. And I, and I have a fear of, you know, I would have a fear of throwing myself off a cliff and, and falling 2,000 feet to my death or something like that. But actually death, I just come to see as, as part of life and, 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 and as sort of being built into the, the mechanism of life. Yeah. And like, okay, so if that's it, what have we got to be afraid of? Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and, you know, I relate actually personally to so much of your story, not least because Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Arcovy is, is um, yeah, seminal book, if you like, for me. It was, uh, I'd said it on this podcast, I think, a few times before that I had like a drop, that I dropped that book. I was on holiday in Sharm El Sheikh in Egypt and dropped that book, reading just that one line where, you know, he says between stimulus and response, there's a gap, yeah. and in that gap lies your freedom. And it was like in that moment, yeah. I think it was 2003, I just got it that I'm creating my experience. I'm creating my experience here. You said something really interesting, and I love how these things get slipped in, but they're really key. You, you said that we're just being lived. Yeah. So yeah. What, do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I just, for me, it's, 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 it's completely taking our hands off the wheel. It, it's, it's seeing that we're not driving the bus. It's, and being okay with that. And, and, and just, just allowing ourselves. I, I find it hard to put in it. To be lived just seems like the perfect way of putting it. This is, you know, we are being lived. You know, this isn't about us. This is about, this is about mind working through us. This is about creation working through us. This is about God working through us. Yeah. And that's it. And 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 and. and and, and there's so much kind of that impacts that as well. So, you know, I, something that I'm kind of playing around with at the moment is how about if we've never made a decision in our lives? Hmm. You know, we, we just can't get this game of life wrong. You know, we just <laughs> cannot get it wrong. We are being lived through. Yeah. You know, decisions yeah. are just around doing what occurs to us in the moment. Hmm. Yeah. And I want to say that I, I, I loved, I wish people could see this, obviously, and, and you release the audio of this, but your enthusiasm, and of course I was picking up on that, you know, before we, before we connected today, but your enthusiasm for this, and, and you just, you, you kind of remind me, like what excites me, um, why I do this work is anybody can come to me and sit in front of me on a call, on a call like this or in person, and whatever they have going on in their life, wherever they're at, depressed, anxious, distraught, um, grieving, or feeling lost, or, or indeed anything else that we might label as a positive emotion. What I find exciting is wherever they're at, anything is possible. Like they can still have any experience for the rest of their life. And, and the fact that we are capable of having any experience, irrespective of you know, what we've experienced up to this point, it's kind of mind blowing and also yeah. so so freeing and the, the, there's so little for us to do to enable that least of all try and control things right Absolutely. and i think what i've heard you say is what's been really liberating if i was to paraphrase 
what's been liberating is to the realization they're not in control because I, I I recognize like this pattern of of um, thinking I need to be in control of things and you know go even all the positive thinking and stuff and certainly the last time I looked at Tony Robbins stuff which probably a good 10 15 years ago the, the whole thing around constant never-ending improvement and all about really control all about control trying to control your experience of life and um, for me I think there's so much liberation in seeing that we don't need to do that and rather we actually can't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we just occasionally we just occasionally fall into under the illusion that oh yeah we got this we got this, <laughs> which uh, maybe you know the first three months of twenty twenty will uh, forever remind us that that is not the case. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, and and I think the other thing that ties to that film is about doing. You know, this is about seeing and and. A real big thing for me and for my clients is that when they and I can see that we are just okay, just as we are in this very moment, mm. coronavirus or no coronavirus, you know, we are all just okay. We don't need any outcomes to make us okay. We don't need to do anything to make us okay. We are absolutely okay just as we are and we kind of think our way out of volcanoes it's what again something i've come to see more and more is that we can masquerade it in lots and lots of different ways but really what is gold dust is just having a quiet mind and from a place of a quiet mind we can see our okayness we get glimpses of our okayness and that's, it's masqueraded in so many ways, taking a walk in the nature, doing this, doing that. Meditation, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But it's about having a quiet mind. And, and yeah. from a place of quiet mind, creation happens, connection happens, presence happens. That's the gold dust. Mm. Um, and, and everything else is about how do you get to a quiet mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there's a, an important point as well. I'm going to sort of append to what you've just said in that creation happens. Creation is happening anyway. In fact, it's the process of creation that is you know, creating what we might call a, a, an unsettled mind or a noisy mind or whatever. That, that's like, I, I, I think I wrote something in one of my, one of my first books was um, you're never not creating. So like I <laughs> used to have periods of time where I feel, oh, I'm not really feeling creative. But then I sort of remember, oh, well, I'm creating the experience of not feeling creative. You know, like we create, we create the experience of writer's block. <laughs> you know, creation is, is happening even in those moments when we think we're not feeling creative. You know, I'd love to, I want to just come back really into the, the coaching aspects of specifically for you, because like I say, it's so easy to get drawn into your enthusiasm. I love it. I love it. Um, and yet I, <laughs> but you know, since, since there's a, we're talking about coaching life. So um, for you, when did you 
I, I got that you'd, you'd, you'd followed, you know, like what we might call traditional personal development path and, and come across Michael Neal's work, gone through his academy. When did you start to either experience coaching, either as a client or when did you start coaching? How, how did that actually happen? Yeah, I mean, I, my, my first experience of coaching was, was in my NLP journey. Mm. And, and so I did some coaching using NLP, but when I look back in hindsight, it never really made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I kind of, I didn't realize that at the time because I was finding it really tough coaching used in NLP um, to the point where I, I did practitioner and then I didn't certify as master practitioner. And, and it just, it, I kind of did all the work, but it just wasn't making sense. It just, I don't know, we're just, it seemed to me like we we're just kind of replacing one thought with another, one story with another kind of thing. And actually when we could point people to the fact that it's all a story anyway, then, and, but, but, so, so that was where I first started coaching using NLP and, and, and not massively effectively when I look back on it. Um, and then I, as, I, as I trained with the coaching academy, um, I did a lot of coaching then. So to be certified then, you, I think you need to do 70 coaching sessions or something like that. So I did a lot of coaching as part of my training with the coaching academy. And that was effective. So I was kind of, you know, I was taking people a bit like my journey, if you like, from... Mm. Um, no control to, um, you know, between every stimulus and response, we, we have a choice kind of stuff. So I was, I was, I was, I was helping people to, to take more control by creating plans and doing SWOT analysis and setting goals. And, and it was useful. Yeah, it was, it, it was really useful. Um, but then when I, when I moved on to transformational coaching, um, as, as I went through, through Supercoach Academy, that was really tough at the beginning um, because I, I didn't really see it. And, 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 and when I look back, part of my journey was around having outsights and then having insights. So, so yeah, this is true because people have told me that it's true. Actually, we do create a world through thought and that's true because someone else has told me that it's true. I didn't actually see it myself. And then trying to coach people there, they couldn't see it because you can only point people to, 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 to what you've seen yourself. And that was, that was, that was kind, kind of a tough journey. And I remember going through Supercoach Academy thinking, God, I wish I could get this stuff better. You know, I really want to get this stuff and I can't. And you know what? There's 50 other people I'm training with and these guys are all getting it better than I am and there was all this stuff going on um, <laughs> but but a, a real massive breakthrough for me was around and, I, and I, I've, I've been fortunate working quite closely with with with, with Michael on, on with Michael Neal on 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 on, um, on one or two occasions and and he's really the biggest pointer he gave me was around coaching from a place of freedom about coaching is just about showing up and responding to what shows up and that's it and and, and that was a game changer for me uh, um, when i could see and, and just because part of subcuts kind of you, you kind of talk about you must go upstream and um you know you're pointing to the nature of rather, rather than the content you're pointing to the and yeah all great stuff but 
then, it's then pointed towards coaching as being a process and, and coaching just can never be a process. And, 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 and when I could get to this place of just being unbridled and free and, 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 and just, just allowing my wisdom from a settled mind to connect with my client's wisdom, then the whole game just changed mm. from being a process to being a connection, being curious as opposed to fixing and being helpful. And, 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 and that's the real game changer when we can see, again, that it's not on us. You know, this is creation. This is the universe. This is God working through us. Um, it's not personal. It's... It's, 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 it, and, and, and therefore, again, we can't get this thing wrong because yeah. it's not on us. It, it's, yeah. it's the universe working through us. Yeah. And that's, that's so free, Phil. Yeah, that's my experience too. I would say probably my biggest shift. I've been coaching, what, for 15 years. And um, yeah. this month, actually. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I just realized that. Yeah. And, um, I suppose my biggest shift was stop trying to coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah. I make you such a much better coach by stop trying to to coach um, yeah. and and really just allowing yourself to be with somebody. And and you can't even try and do that. You know, you have to allow that to happen. So that's a falling away of of everything else. And for sure, it definitely. Time and time again, I'm reminded that um, <laughs> I have a chuckle if any of my clients do say, which they do say occasionally, you know, a couple of times a year. Right? They do say, oh, my God, this has been amazing, you know. And um, like, yeah, it's not really that sure to me. It's just, it's, just, um, it's just what happens when we, when we allow that. Like, that's available, that, those kind of connections, those kind of conversations, um, we might term as wisdom coming through us. And I know there are people who have, different terminology for that you know some people will say well i listen to the angels some people will say that i'm listening to spirit it's to me that it's we're all just using different words to to describe you know our 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 ability to hear some kind of intelligence beyond our own little ideas yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so um, giving up the idea of coaching and and just really being with somebody, allowing myself to be with somebody is, is a huge shift. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's gorgeous. And it's, yeah, that's that's just where the gold dust is. Um, and it's, I don't know, I was going to say it takes a leap of faith to do that, but I think for me it came more from a, point of, I was like this is going so badly that I've got nothing to lose almost <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> you know I, I don't want to coach if this is what coaching is um, <laughs> so let's try this and it, yeah and, and suddenly it's like you know it, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's just humbling the um the the change you see in people and the, um, the, 
yeah, just uh, I, I I can't say about it. It's just, yeah, you know the it. feeling, Phil. Yeah, I certainly it's, do. It's just, One of my yeah, favourite well, things that's happened to me is I ran a um, a workshop um, actually in Asia, where I am now, but um, was it about three years ago? And uh, we'd had a few days before the weekend, and then we reconvened after the weekend, and and. You know, one of my favourite questions is to say, "What have you noticed? Uh, what have you noticed?" And I think we ran the entire workshop just by asking that question after each break. Um, what have you noticed? And um, and then just talking from there. And somebody just said, "I've really noticed my children in a way that I've not noticed them before." And uh, gosh, that practically brought me to tears because I don't know that there's uh, <laughs> any uh, well. I get it. That's my thinking too, but that's just, to me, just seemed like a really beautiful outcome for, for any kind of coaching or realization so that for us to really yeah. notice and to see our children, to see each other yeah. really, um, to truly yeah. see each other. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So for you, um, I'm curious about like the transitioning from your business. Does, how did it, <laughs> Talk us through the illusion, Peter. <laughs> but how did that look like? That it was was there a plan behind that? Was um was it was it a happy accident? What how did how did that come together? Yeah. There's just never been a plan. I mean, I, I I think looking back, I was never an accountant in the first place. So <laughs> um, you know, which I spent the first four years of my life being an accountant when I was never an accountant in the first place because accountancy is like. A task-based thing where you're head down over spreadsheets, kind of thing. And I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I love being with people. I love connecting with people. So I've got. It's a hell of a shift, right? Going from to me, I don't know if I could come up with a, a more profound shift in career, really, from what you described. I just imagine somebody in this lonely, grey, single light bulb hanging from the ceiling, just tapping over That's a PC it. or whatever, Microsoft Excel. You've got all your Microsoft macros going and whatever, and and then yeah. here suddenly you're out experiencing beauty of life in a way that you probably haven't even previously imagined. Uh, was that? Yeah, <laughs> Can you talk uh, us a little yeah, bit through that? that? that that's you, you. You you absolutely described my experience of being an accountant. It was miserable. You know, it really was miserable. Um, and 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 yet somehow I stayed in it for forty years, but. But when I set my own accountancy business up, so it kind of, things got a bit better because mm -hmm. I was doing something I hated, but I kind of, uh, it was mine. Uh, <laughs> I kind of felt as if I had some kind of control of it or something like that. Um, but, but what really happened, was, and when I kind of looked back, was I started to find some flow. You know, I started to, I started to be guided and, 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 and that, that allowed me to move into an area of business development, which, uh, which I loved. So I, I stopped doing any accountancy work. So I basically hired people to do the accountancy work. And part of that, I jumped on a plane to India um, and, and set up a processing unit out in India to, to process our accounts. Um, and I also employed people in the UK um, who were more accountants. And I also have to say, I, I had a business partner called Debbie who's been fantastic for me. Um, so she's the operations director and she kind of, she is a proper accountant and she kind of runs the thing. But, but what it's really allowed me to do is, is indulge really. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that 
it's given me financial security, um, which means that I don't need to earn money from from coaching, yeah. um, which is which has allowed me. So it's allowed me to indulge myself on my self development journey, but it's allowed me to go into coaching without thinking that I need to earn money. And that's not to say I don't want to earn money because I, you know, if, if you ask me, I would rather coach for money, but I would rather coach for no money than not coach at all, mm. if, if, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah. and, 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 and that's kind of where I've gone. So now I'm, 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 I'm doing a lot and a lot of coaching, a lot of it complimentary. Um, I'm working with some amazing people um, who there's this kind of myth in coaching, isn't there? About if people don't pay you lots of money, they won't have skin in the game and they won't be committed. And, and I just found that to be such balls, Phil. You know, just just not true. Um, I have coached some of the most committed, grateful peace people you could ever imagine, uh, and whose lives have completely changed. Um, through seeing something in the transformational coaching that we've done. Um, and that's just such, it, it's, it, it, it is a vocation for me. I, I just, I, I, there's no other thing in life that gives me the feeling that, that coaching does. Mm. You know, it, it's just such a, a humbling experience. Um, and, and, and it happens time and time again. People's lives just, yeah. just change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I would just point point out to my listeners to listen to you. Like every, pretty much everything I ask you about, you 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 can't keep coming back to how enthusiastic you are about the work itself and what's possible for people. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> what I'm, I'm just wanting that over and over again, and, and so I I just ask the listeners really to take note of that because I'll often suggest when I talk to coaches who perhaps aren't doing so well. Their focus is very much on themselves. You know, I've, I've had conversations with people and asked them, so what, what is it that interests you about coaching? And I had one person who spent 45 minutes talking about themselves and then challenged yeah. them as to, do they really want to be doing this? And, and we played a game like, okay, ask me, what excites me? And, and I could talk for half an hour without mentioning anything about me. And I'm getting that sense about you. Like you're just so excited yeah. at what, like, um, at what, what is possible for people through yeah. through coaching and through this work and through uh, developing this understanding and looking in this direction? Um, yeah, absolutely. So you 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 are in a in a what we might call a fortunate a fortunate position for sure because actually for me I I jumped off a cliff and I I had some savings but I didn't use those savings particularly wisely through fear I was fearful of investing investing them so if i had my time again jumping off that cliff one i probably wouldn't have jumped off quite at the time that i did um except that's all i could do right that's that was that was what, that was what happened um and and yeah. and really too was that um i would give less credence to my fears around earning money so i wonder for you since for you there that I would imagine there isn't, or at least there's very little fear about money, if there's any at all, as you said, you know, you don't need to be making money from coaching. And, and yet there'll be people listening to this that do need that and are trying to like cover that up. So being in this position where, okay, 
not needing to earn money from coaching, I think allows us um, to perhaps see things that we might not otherwise see because, because we might be obscured by that fear. So for you, just reflecting on that, I wonder if there's anything that you could, you could share that um, like, yeah. when we take the money piece away from coaching, what, what, what is it really that, that occurs to you that you'd like to share? Well, I, I, I'm going to be honest and say a couple of things as well that, that I still make up stories about money, even mm. though I don't need to, to earn money. I still make up stories that it's, it's an indication of my value, et cetera, and, and, and mm -hmm. if people don't pay for coaching, they don't value it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's still little thoughts like that that appear. I don't, I don't pay them much attention um, because I, I just love what I'm doing. But... but I think the thing is about, it's always about the other person. You know, you, you absolutely nailed it. It's, it's about the other person. And when it comes to us, Michael Neal's got a video, I don't know if you've ever seen it, about, about when we see clients as, as, what does he call it? Horse poo machines or something. As people, you know, as they, you know so, so the horses that poo out money, that kind of thing. When, when, when we see our clients as that, then that's kind of where it, where, where it, where it stops working. <laughs> it, it really is about, about seeing how we can serve clients unconditionally. And I, I, I'm in danger of spurning out stuff that I've been told and I, I, I haven't seen completely to be true yet but but something about if we make enough impact with our clients then they will they will want to pay us mm. to make that impact mm. i haven't completely seen that true so i, I, I as and, and i've got some thinking around that um because i this there's something that's not quite connecting for me around that that, that i my thinking is that people that I'm making a massive impact with still aren't paying me. Why is that the case? I, I, I have some personal thinking around, around that. But, but I also have a real belief that when we do impact enough people, then word gets around about what an impactful coach we are. And that will create more and more opportunities. And, and, and I've, I've seen that in action for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm getting a lot of referrals, um, a lot of people saying nice things about me on social media, um, which kind of creates referrals. So I think, but, but I think it's about our intention. You know, if, if, if our intention is to, to serve which is which is what mine is, then there's, there's something about it. It, it can't not grow. Hmm. You know, yeah. our influence can't not grow, and as our influence and as our impact grows, then then I, I think the money follows that. Um, as I say, I'm very much a work in progress as far as that's as that's concerned, yeah. but. That kind of seems true to me. Yeah. Um, 
that whilst we keep our mind on the impact and how we can serve people, then 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 then, then things are going to move from there. But 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 again, you know, if we get back into the we need an outcome. Um, this is about us. Then we're on shaky ground. Um, uh, so I would suggest really that um, my experience and people that I've worked with, um, the opportunities to create a coaching business, those show up organically for sure. Yeah. And um, I've had periods in my business where I've gone a year or even more of, of um, only ever having clients that have come via referral. And then, of course, there's other ways that we're of service out there. I mean, I released my third book a little while ago and, uh, you know, this podcast, people have come to me via this podcast. Um, still, still, still my first books, which I don't even stand by anymore. Um, people come to me um, through, through those. And, of course, just showing up on social media, but definitely referral. So really important point there is that, yes, if you, if you, if you serve people, and they are impacted. Um, I don't know that personally I like the term that I'm impacting them. I think people can be impacted by a conversation that just seems to, yeah. you know, have been created organically, yeah. spiritually or whatever, however you want to describe that. They've had an experience from which they've, they've felt impacted. And yeah, go and tell their friends and family and their colleagues and what have you. And um, yeah, it's, it's like it can, it can get to a point where it would be actually be more difficult to not have clients than to have them. Yeah. And yet, yeah. well, however, to create a business, as I'm sure you know, still takes some action. Like if you ignore all those yeah. opportunities to create a business, then there will be no business. But the business, the opportunities become a byproduct of service. Um, so yeah. if you're being of service, there's opportunities to create a business and we need to do something with those, which is, you know, build people, yeah. for example, or say yes, when people say, can I pay you? But so there, a business can be yeah. built, but the opportunities yeah. themselves to build a business seem to show up very much organically. Like it becomes so easy to create a business if we are being of service. I think that really that's, that's what I was yeah. getting from, from years. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. And, and the other thing I'd kind of add to that as well is I'm, I'm back to from a quiet mind. Mm. So creation comes from a quiet mind. And, and, you know, creating a business is no different from any other creation. And from a quiet mind, we'll see opportunities, we'll connect to people, we'll be present with people. And, and, and those opportunities are always there yeah. from a quiet mind. And, yeah. and and also from a place of we can't fail, you know, and from that place of we can't fail, because of course success and failure are made up concepts that they don't exist. We just tell ourselves that we can fail. And from that place, we'll put stuff out there. You know, I love, I love the stuff you do, Phil, and I love, the, you, know, you know, books, podcasts, stuff like that. And again, you know, my big teacher is, is, is Michael Neal. Michael talks about just try shit and, and you know you might try a hundred things and, and 99 of them you know nothing comes but that mm -hmm. one something comes and 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 that's that that's the thing you know we, we do need to take action and, and and you know the universe responds to our action um, and if we put stuff out there then 
Yeah. 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 If you want to create some ripples, throw some stones. Kind of that simple, right? If you want to create ripples, throw some stones. And I think my entire business strategy actually is let's see what happens. There really is that. Let's see. Let's see what happens. And be willing, be willing to do that. Yeah. So that's that's perfect. And that's that's almost sorry, sorry, just doing that that's almost the 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 opposite to to planning. You know, Mm. I I just see I, I, I see creation almost as one one part of a conundrum and on the other end side you get like compliance and planning and that sort of thing which kind of isn't alive it's like it's the liveness that that, that creates is, <laughs> is is how it seems to me and if we try and map everything out through planning and and, and through you know musts or shoulds then and I would say that yes it, it, it can look like that but here's a here's the thing as well and I, and I sometimes tell myself this it sometimes looks true that um the more engaged i am in life not even just my business but it seems like the more engaged i am with life the more that seems to happen in my business you know i tell myself that story but i don't really know if that's true i don't really know if that's true because you know i can be having a having a sleep on my on my sofa or whatever and um clearly if you spend the whole time on your sofa then that's not going to create business but um it just looks like things can show up completely out of the blue. And also what works one time might not work another. I might have mentioned this on a previous episode. Yeah. There was one year, a few years ago, I created an offer to celebrate my birthday. I called it Coaching 3.30 because apparently I was born at 3.30 a.m. There was an offer around that and that really took off. And I got a whole year's business from that one offer on Facebook. Yeah. A couple of years later, I tried the same thing and got zilch not a single yeah. inquiry and i just yeah. found that so funny it's like oh okay yeah. i think i've got this down so uh, <laughs> yeah because that's because the liveness has gone hasn't it you know that's the <laughs> you know it, it was live the first time you did it it was a live thought of life yeah but then yeah. to replicate it it's like the mm-hmm. liveness has gone it's it's um yeah that's yeah. that's lovely yeah <laughs> so just to sort of to close to close up what does um mm. What does coaching the coaching business look like for you? Just share that if you share that with us. Like, are there have there been paying clients? Where where are you focused now? What does that look like? What have you seen perhaps most recently in regarding regarding that? Yeah, yeah. I, I I've kind of gone on a bit of a journey around this really because when I first started, I kind of followed the prosperous coach model, um, mm. and and I got to really not like that. Um, it, it kind of created income and it created some quite high value income, but they felt something a bit manipulative about it to me. It, it didn't just sit true around, around inviting people in for a conversation. And, and if, 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 it, if it was a really unconditional offer, then that's fine, but it never quite felt unconditional. There was always lurking in the background around, oh, I really... I'd like to sign them up as a client, and if I don't, I've failed. And 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 there was this kind of so. So I I, I really didn't like that. I was encouraged by a lot of other coaches to do that, and it never really felt quite authentic to me. Um, so it, that 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 created income, and I had some quite high-paying clients from that. I've very much gone into just doing lots and lots and lots of coaching now. Um, which is which is what I love doing. Um, my diary is pretty much full now with coaching appointments. Um, a lot of it I do for free. Some of it 
I do, I, I, I charge for it. Um, I, I, I would rather coach for money, um, but I would rather coach for nothing than not coach at all. Um, that's, and that's kind of why it's very much part of a journey. You know, I, I, I think that it will grow and grow and grow. Um, and I don't know where it'll take me. I don't know what I will charge. I, 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 I just, you know, I charge what feels right in the moment. Um, a lot of the people I'm coaching at the moment, it feels right not to, to charge them at the moment. Um, and, and, and I can only be guided by, um, by that feeling, you yeah. know, how it feels. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, beautiful. Peter, you know, Really, thanks for coming on, and, and I really, I'm so, I'm so yes, pleased okay. actually that you shared this enthusiasm for this profession in in the way that you have, and also demonstrating again that there's no right and wrong way of doing this. And and I'm I'm really grateful for you for being willing to come and you know come and share where you're at with your coaching. There aren't many coaches who will come on here and say, well, you know, yeah, I have earned some money, but mostly now I'm charging for free and whatever. You. And look, you know. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's beautiful, and I, and I think you've really nailed a, such an important point there for anybody who wants to. If you do want to build a business, because let's face it, we all do have bills to pay. Um, if you want to build a, a coaching business, being of service um, and putting your focus there is really the only foundation that's going to enable you to build a business. Yeah. And really what you yeah. do with the opportunities yes. after that, of course, that's a that's a perhaps another conversation. So I'm really grateful for you coming on and sharing that. I want to ask you this final question, really. Um, so for you, what is the purpose of your coaching? To change lives, Phil. I, I, I feel that what I would love to see is just a, a global shift in consciousness whereby I, I see it linked to saving the planet. You know, I, I, think, I think people's paradigm of life around more, around needing more, is, is what's killing the planet. Um, and, and this paradigm of growth, whereby everything is about growth, everything is about getting more, everything is about growing. Even a coaching business, you know, why do we need to grow coaching business is a good question. Um, and, and, and we have a global paradigm of growth. And, and, and growth, it seems to me, is about just using up more and more of the Earth's resources. Um, and and it, it's a flawed paradigm. You know, and, and whilst we keep doing this, we're just going to put planet Earth in a, in, in a worse and worse situation so where's that linked with my coaching well, well this is what this is what will change you know when people can see that their rules of life are just made up and this growth paradigm is just made up that we have to grow we have to do better we have to earn more we have to be bigger you know it's, it's this this sneaks through unquestioned um, and, and, and really, the two biggest things that I see that, that happens in transformational coaching is people get to see that these rules that they run their life with are all made up, particularly around growth, particularly about having more. 
are all made up. And when we take our hands off the wheel and just let mind run the ship, just let the universe, just let God run the show, then our lives are so much better. Planet Earth is saved. You know, what can be more important than that? So, you know, and I feel privileged that. That, that, that my life can, can be, yeah. can, can just help in any small way to, to, to move us to that to that level of consciousness oh wonderful peter thank you so much that's beautiful i can see that you may even get to the point where it won't matter if legion either get promoted or not but that could be pushing things yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i'm not one to talk as an history's town fan by the way so let's, let's just let's probably leave it there peter thank you so much it's really been beautiful i've thoroughly pleasure. enjoyed this conversation thanks so me too it's been a real pleasure and a privilege phil thank you very much my friend And there we have it, another episode of the Coaching Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one with Peter Slay. I love his enthusiasm for this profession, demonstrated towards the end of our conversation there when he said he'd rather coach for nothing than not coach at all. What a beautiful outlook on being of service. As always, I'd love to hear from you and what you've got from this episode and how you'll use that in your coaching practice. Please get in touch and maybe we'll explore together how you can use what you've heard and anything else that will help you build your prosperous coaching life. If you've enjoyed this and other episodes, please take a couple of minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference to help others find us. And if you do that, please let me know so I can thank you personally. And please do share these episodes with your coaching friends and colleagues to help them get an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. I wish you much love and joy. Thank you.